we going? We are going. <gasps> so this is still in beta. Yeah. I'm Jesse. I am William. I am Philip. Hey, I played Uncharted 4. I played Doom. What did you play? Uh, oh, I finished uh, I finished Knights of the Old Republic, and then I played a little bit of Hearthstone recently. Oh. Again, played a little bit of that. The, uh, so nothing new. No. I really liked Uncharted 4. Ooh, can we do a back and forth thing? Uh, Uncharted Four is oh. the first game in a, in a long time where we can do it. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna start. Uh, okay. Uh, it's the first game in a long time where I've walked around and stopped and like looked at the environments and said, "How the hell did they do this?" <laughs> because the game looks so good in so many spots. There's a few parts like here and there where you look at it and you can like. You can see the like kind of chipping on the veneer or however you want to phrase that. Like there's like one or two things that are like not as polished as the rest of the game, but everything, but you have to like go out of your way to like look for it. But the other stuff that's like showcased is just like crap, man. (laughs) Like what did they, what did they even do to like, make this work uh yeah i was i i like visually like blown away by what they were able to accomplish and and having you know played the uh like the last two and the last of us and stuff i was not ready to be impressed <laughs> i was uh but yeah it looks looks really good um, it plays very good. They they learned a, a lot of cool things from The Last of Us. They added some like stealth option, the, the stealth option that can then go into combat if you fail, but also the combat still works. And they added some accessibility options like a lock-on targeting, which like I just abuse the crap out of because I hate shooting in console games. Yeah, I never got through the first Uncharted because I... I think I think I I got through I almost died in the tutorial where you were supposed to shoot stuff like on the boat and then I think once I got to another spot where you had to shoot guns I stopped playing. Well, in this game you can turn on like targeting and it like just snaps to enemies and you can shoot them very effectively. And I later found out that this is a disability feature. Uh or accessibility feature, as I think is the more PC term for that. But basically, this is to help people who are like physically unable to like push the buttons correctly to play the game. And I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it lets me do. It lets me ignore something uh, that I that I didn't like about the way to play this game, which is like aiming with console sticks. Um, there's not enough. I would say there's not enough puzzles in this game. And that's the only complaint I have is that I wish there were more puzzles. Mm. But it's very good. And it makes the characters feel way more human than they ever did in the last games. Like the, the other previous games, they were like movie 
caricatures. You know, like Nathan Drake's Nathan Drake was wisecracking adventure guy, and in this one he like has a a story and motivations outside of find that treasure uh, and stuff. So, but he is hunting a treasure. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, this is, I think this is the best one. And it's interesting, like, I was looking at something online and, and people don't like the direction that, like, Neil Druckmann and stuff took the game because it does emphasize story so much. It's like story and character so much. And I'm like, um, I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that they took this direction and I think it's the best one now. I have heard it's the best one. And yeah. it's also the last one, as yeah. I understand it. And I think it's a really good note to go out on. Like, I think they did a really good job. How, so they've said this is the last one? Like some. Yeah, I, I feel like I heard that going into it. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm just making up that I heard it's the last one. I, th- I think there's been a lot of talk about that. I don't know that Naughty Dog themselves have, has said that this is the last one, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them, you know? Interesting. That's just... That's just interesting to hear that someone like that's not typical to, to say this is the last one in a franchise yeah yeah to just say we're going to stop doing this now but they also so i i think one of the things that might lend them to do that is that is the success they had with the last of us to where they could say all right hey we made another game like a new ip and that was very successful well, I think they're also, I mean, I think they're working on Last of Us 2, right? Maybe. I, th- I thought I heard there were, that was a sequel in the works. Yeah. Which explains why they did the PS4 remaster. And all. I mean, anyway, all that to say is, like, I've always been really impressed with what Naughty Dog works on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing what a company owned by the company that uh, makes the console that they release the game to can do. Yes. I think money and, and an focus. allowance money and focus on, on one game and an allowance to do the job well and yeah. probably like a lot of trust in that developer to do what they do like goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. How is Doom? I heard that's really good too. Doom is like a surprisingly good game. So if I really had to boil it down to one statement regarding Doom, it's thank God this is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I I went into it ready for it not to be. Yeah. Having played, you know, some of ID's most recent offerings, uh, Rage comes okay, to mind. Rage. Yeah. And I never played that. It you you ever, yep. you, you ever see Mad Max <laughs> Fury Road? Uh huh. Did you enjoy it? Eh. Did you, did you, well, I guess even with eh, my response is, you still wouldn't enjoy Rage. Okay. <laughs> you preferred Batty Maxwell, though. I preferred Batty Maxwell, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, Rage was not good, and I don't want to talk about that one. But, um, actually, no, I take it back. Rage had some good things about it, but I was not, it had no soul. It tried very hard, but just, just trying to capture some feeling that didn't get there. It's a beautiful game. The gunplay was decent. But the flow just wasn't there. But Doom, Doom did everything I could have asked it to do in spades. 
and it was what I wanted it to be. I didn't want a, a story heavy game. You're talking about how Uncharted humanized characters and he's like, oh, it's got a great story and it feels good. And I'm like, Doom was not that. Doom did not try to be that. Doom actually went out of its way to pe- make characters not characters. Mm-hmm. Like there were no real characters. In fact, the most compelling character in that game was a robot. Oh, actually, not even a robot. It was an AI. Uh-huh. And he was clearly the only character that the Doom guy liked. Because um, I had to disambiguate that for people who have or are going to play it. Because there is a robot and there is an AI. They're different things. Uh, the AI is actually kind of cool. Um, the gunplay is good. It's simple. It's straightforward. Uh, they have a weapon mod system, which... I think it's fun. It, it gives you a little bit of an RPG style progression system, and they let you also upgrade your health as you're playing, your health, your armor, and your ammunition carrying capacity. I don't feel like any of these things were really necessary to the game. Uh, and But I, I accepted them. I thought they were kind of fun because they had things like masteries with guns and that lets you do things. And the more you used a gun, the more points you could get to spend on weapons and things like that. But then they also had... Uh, a third upgrade path, which is not your stats, which was based on your your suit, your your armor. And that was probably the most forgettable system in the game. As in like, I was like, okay, I guess I can do that. But honestly, I just didn't care. It wasn't worth it. It's like none of the things that the suit did, I actually felt like mattered to me based on the way it played. But graphically, the game was beautiful. Uh, it looked great. It played great. It played 60 frames. I was on like ultra mode on 1440p. I was like, yes, this is amazing. I was incredibly pleased with the way the game played. I did start to feel that towards the end, it got a little tired because mm-hmm. I think they ran, they ran out of enemies to throw at me pretty fast. And the cadence of the combat became very familiar after a little bit. And I also think if we're going to talk criticisms of it, as much as I enjoy the game, I loved the game. The single player was amazing for what it was. Uh, they overemphasized the uh, glory kills, which what happens is if you shoot something enough, it starts glowing and you can run up to it and melee it. And you'll do like this sort of crazy thing where you're like, hey, you're a zombie. I'm going to grab both sides of your head and rip it in half and perforate it down the middle. Yeah, it's like fatalities. Yeah. And those were fun but not rewarding or or more, more accurately, they were always rewarding, which made them not rewarding. Okay. (laughs) Because you got a goodie for doing it and it became the, 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 the beat was shoot, 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 glory, kill, glory, kill, shoot, shoot, glory, kill, glory, kill. And what you got from doing glory kills was you were guaranteed to get additional health. Yeah. And you're also guaranteed, you're, almost guaranteed to get ammunition of some kind and they don't let you carry a ton of ammunition it's actually the weird thing about the game is like you're carrying like eight guns which i don't care about i was actually really happy about that because I, I hated having to pick in a lot of games it was like guess what you can carry your sidearm and your double barrel shotgun yeah, here's but your you, primary weapon and your secondary but you, but that crowbar you got you can't carry it too yeah. i'm like i hated that i hate that they do that to you also what's that old man voice that you're doing <laughs> i know it's, are you playing like crazy prospectors shoot him up it's like an old west he's like call uh what was that <laughs> you played it too on steam Greenlight. 
<laughs> you can choose the grenade launcher or the derringer. Yeah, well, that's my point. It's like both. It, it is like there's this there's this relentless pursuit of being realistic that I think has killed the first person shooter genre. It's yeah. boring as sin to play, which is a different first person shooter. Yeah, yeah, that's true actually. <laughs> um, but it's 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 incredibly boring to have to ground myself in that reality and say, well, this is my my green beret training kicking in. I only can carry two guns at once. I mean, I don't, I hate that. Like, it's so boring because every single game is doing that. And I was really happy that Doom, I almost want to say they were brave enough to do this, but really it's like, no, just do, do what worked. Do what was fun. Do what you've yeah. done before. Be old school with it. And they did that. They were willing to do that. And I loved every minute of it for that. My only complaint was the, towards the end, uh, it got, particularly the hell levels, it wasn't always clear where to go. And having a map in the way that Doom, the original Doom did, helped a lot, but it didn't always feel like it was useful because there would be moments where it's like, there's this area that's severely terraced. And it's like, I don't know if I need to go down there or not. It's like, and there were, there were moments where trusting your instincts didn't feel right. Plus, because some of the combat arenas got to be so big, you the way that we've all been taught how to play games or first person shooters recently has been to uh, hunker down and play cover or, or understand that like your shooting space or your gallery is much smaller than it, than doom is actually offering you. Mm -hmm. So I'd actually, there were several times where I cleared a whole room before I realized that I could run basically 30 meters forward and backwards. And my, my, the arena was much larger than that. And there was like, Oh, there was all this health. There was all these power-ups and all these ammunition just right hanging out here. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I'm like blood soaked. I have like 20 health and, I'm, and I felt accomplished. But I was like, I really should have felt like I could have gone through here. Yeah. And rather than rather than like kind of keep my back to the wall and, and let them all come to me and playing it that way, like horde style. Mm. So it's not a perfect game, but it is easily the best first person game i played this year yeah what what do you guys qualify as first person games is fallout a per first person game yeah yeah okay yeah i mean it's an can, rpg it's a first person rpg you can technically go into a third person camera but i think that since morrowind was actually a debug feature that leaked into the game <laughs> oh is it i did not know that it always looks so horrible i can't do it because yeah, like then you see why you can't like you see you're like head not clipping a doorway but you still can't go through it and you're like why uh, that's my assumption like because it was never done very well <laughs> oh that's the yes because of stuff like i said okay um, <laughs> yes you are right because he said a thing um <laughs> no i mean like it's, it's just stuff like that where it just looks terrible because the hitbox is not the same for walking through obstacles as your physically rendered body is and so it looks like you can go through places that you just don't don't go through it couldn't possibly have been morrowind's technology for the time that they don't have like inverse kinematics on the knees so they walk perfectly over hills and such No. I'm talking no. about I'm talking about that happens in Fallout yeah, 4. No, that's yeah, that's oh, that, the, well, the thing is like No, no, I'm sticking with my guns them because Fallout 4 is the same fucking engine. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the, I mean, that's true. But I think that... that <laughs> but they have gravity now. Morrowind did not. Cause that's, you could, uh, that is Because you could make a ladder into the sky out of books, which I did. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? No human yeah. would stack they, it's, your, it's your It's your Adria-given right to build yeah. a ladder of books. They, like, quote-unquote, fixed that feature. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, so speaking of no humans would stack books like this, have you seen the latest trailer for Ghostbusters? Yes. Yeah. I found that trailer to be a lot more promising, and I'm a lot more excited about like the movie because there weren't i like I watched the whole thing and there wasn't a single like disgusting like awful bridesmaid style joke, and it like there was it seemed like a little bit more just like humorous and entertaining than some of the other stuff that was just like we're girls and Here's some gross, stupid jokes like every crappy comedy that's come out in the last decade. So I've seen both trailers. I did not have the allergic reaction that apparently a lot of people had to the first one. Um, it didn't bother me. And I don't know if that speaks poorly of me as a person. <laughs> Am I supposed to have hated it? Did I miss something? Some people just have different tastes. <laughs> well, it's like the most disliked video on YouTube ever or something, isn't it? Uh, no, I think the Call of Duty. Oh, yes, Infinity yes. War that one that one took the cake on that one. But that, yeah. it's the most just like trailer yeah. for certain. I heard that. And I feel like, did I do something wrong? Am I doing something wrong as a person that did, that I wasn't like outrageously offended by this trailer? Well, no, like. I was. I love Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, the original yeah. Ghostbusters is my favorite movie. Yes. And I can still watch it over and over again today and still laugh at it because it was just really well, it was really well executed, just top to bottom, like yes, one of the, like an example of a perfect movie, right? Uh, and, and for the flat top. And for the flat top, yeah. Um, and, and some, like, no, I'm trying to like wait for Phil to do this drink so I can edit it without me talking over it. And now he can't do it. Now he's laughing. Just drink it. Okay, just look this way. We'll just look this way. Like, Don't look at me. Drink it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> well, now that whole thing's staying in. <laughs> You got me to snortle or yeah. whatever you call it. Uh, so yeah, and 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 like you look at that movie and it's like okay, yeah, there's a movie that was made because like these guys all knew each other. You know, they were all either like SCTV or SNL guys that like knew each other and they wanted to work together and they made this funny movie. Yeah, and like Dan Aykroyd and uh, Bill Murray. Well, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Ivan Reitman. No. The guy who played Egon, and I'm blanking on his name. Um, uh, don't do that. Now we're all having sympathetic amnesia. Uh, Harold Ramis. Yes. Like, co-wrote that that movie, and then, like, like worked with Ivan Reitman to direct it, and they got this great movie made, because they all wanted to, like, make this cool, this funny movie, and they all wanted to make sure that they were making each other funnier, like by making this movie, right? And so you get that. So you get that product of like 
people just wanting to do something that they liked with people that they liked. And then you've got this movie, which is Sony corporately made. Yeah. Like some, but like an executive at Sony looking at what Disney is doing and saying, they're making a lot of money off of franchises. Our Spider-Man movies aren't doing great. How can we make money off of a franchise? Oh, we own Ghostbusters. Let's make a new Ghostbusters movie. But I want it to be an all-female cast. And I also... Okay, so I watched a lot of videos this, like, the last few weeks. <laughs> about this Ghostbusters incident? About this Ghostbusters incident and about how the executives at Sony pushed out Ivan Reitman so that he wouldn't direct it. And how they were also, like, in that Sony leak, that big email like leak there were like emails about how they were going to seek legal action against people like bill murray if they didn't appear in the movie as a cameo because they didn't want to be a part of it and but they were like going to like sue him basically for not being in the movie and that seems distasteful and uh and that, so yeah, they muscled out Ivan Reitman. They brought in uh, the guy, the bridesmaids director, uh, and and all of this just looks like very gross to me. And I'm like, what have you done to Ghostbusters? And like from the from the leaks and stuff that have come out, as far as like the script and things, like everything you saw in the first trailer is indicative of the movie, and later later trailers and stuff are reactions to that first trailer because it was the most hated trailer because it was such a negative reaction that they're playing that they're basically having to do cleanup and like react to fan reactions and try to cover their ass basically and say like, Oh no, it's, it's not like that at all. When the reality is it's exactly that, you know, after seeing the second trailer as well, which I thought was better, uh, and hearing what you just said, it makes me very sad, first and foremost, to hear that. Um, it is it is disappointing to hear that, you know, we're going from a labor of love to a corporation wanting a product, which is what this is. Yeah. If, if it is that, if it's that. But I was actually accused earlier today of being too optimistic like being optimistic to a fault when it comes to movies like these or things like these where I'm going in as like, you know, it could be good. It could be wonderful. Uh, I don't, I actually don't think it's going to be wonderful, but I, I feel like I won't leave the theater hating it from what I've seen. But yeah, that, that makes me sad to hear. Like I was literally talking about the trailer today with a guy I work with and he said, Phil, you're setting yourself up for pain, you're setting yourself up for torment. You're going to go into this. You're going to be too happy. That sounds like a pro wrestler threat. (laughs) (laughs) A pro wrestler threat? Yes. You're setting yourself up for pain. That that does sound like a pro wrestler threat. Yeah. I'll let him know. I guess it's all in the delivery, right? Sure. I'll let him know that's that he's yes. I think he would appreciate that actually. He'd be like, yes, this is me. I, I can immediately hear him saying that. Um. <laughs> oh, when you step into that squared circle, oh, you're going to get the cream of the crop. Oh, you're going to set yourself up for a cup load of pain. 
your veins just popped up. like you they were straining to. like that they, was like you're you, like method with your yeah, pro wrestler you, no you have to do that you though. like <laughs> you like entered a fugue state where it's like what would it be like if i was on steroids yeah i mean well like i try to channel my inner macho you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> dig it you know it's snap into a slim gym. yeah which he to me is a lot of people I think point to Hulk Hogan as the like epitome of pro wrestler. No, it was but Macho it's Randy Man. Savage. It's yeah. like, all the way. Yes. Like who else comes out with like a striped cowboy hat and like Dayglow? Yeah, and zebra stripes yeah. while wearing sunglasses the entire time. Yeah, he's he's very he's like the perfect eighties pro wrestler. No, no, I think he, I think like, he's the perfect pro wrestler. He's the perfect, general, yeah. Well, fine, fair enough. 80s is the perfect era for pro wrestling. Yeah, like any, yes. any, every other yeah. decade has just been awful. Well, before, I mean, before that's a little awkward, and after that is just like, what is happening? And yeah. now it's all just a bunch of guys in speedos with like real names and stuff, like John Cena and Brock Lesnar, and you're like, those aren't those aren't yeah. good stage names. And then you see, and then you go to Toys R Us to look for Transformers, and you see their weird like life size makeout dolls, and it's just like. <laughs> That that changed gears very quickly. I don't. That's. I don't think I've been to a toy store recently. That's yeah. not an. Are you in the adult toy store? No. It's like. <laughs> well, it's my size John Cena. It's, it's maybe not my. It's it's yeah. It's like if you're a kid, it's like a my size John Cena. Where it's like. Okay. Yeah. If you're like five, then yeah. Well, like eight, because it's like it's like four feet tall. Oh god. Yeah, and it's like wait, this, is this, this like I would the that into my house? Because I'd be afraid it comes at li- comes to life at night. Yeah, it's it like Indian totally in the cupboard. Me. Yeah, except worse because it's like big. Uh, yeah, Cena well, in the cupboard. It's like it's like a, imagine a mini Cena like jumping out of your closet trying to kill you at night. Right, and the, so the problem is like four feet of Cena is still enough to kill all three of us. <laughs> four feet of Cena. <laughs> That's why it's terrifying. He's small, but he's strong. <laughs> God, I love that. Four feet of Cena. Yes. We have the title. This needs to be, that needs to be a movie or something. But it's like, <laughs> but it's just like miniature John Cena. And, and yes, like he just comes out and like tries to wrestle different people, like tries to wrestle children or something. He just jumps out of the bushes or, <laughs> or, or maybe it's like not even like, or, like that would require a lot. Maybe it's like just, it's just a midget dressed up like John Cena, you know, and he's four feet of Cena. Imagine, no, it's it's John Cena. He's just been shrunk to be not not super tiny, just four feet tall. Like it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but yeah, John but not, Cena, but not quite completely miniaturized. Like yeah. not like small, small. And he like jumps out, like you know those like uh, carrot, like those little round uh, hanger circles you have at like uh, Walmart. Uh-huh. You know where ones that kids hide in. He just Cena hides in that. Yeah, little <laughs> mini, mini Cena jumps out, and it's <laughs> <laughs> just like pile drives a kid. Not even just kids. <laughs> not even just just full grown adults. They're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like not even looking, and they they suddenly like stumble into Cena, and what just happened? Oh, like, Cena! <laughs> and they just like go flying off to the side. I would yeah. watch this. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to see this. It's though. like it's like see. it's like the third. It should be the third movie for Paul Blart. <laughs> Paul Blart. Paul Blart three mini Cena. Four, or sorry, four, four feet, four of, feet Cena. of Cena. Yeah. Now you yeah. Cena, now you don't. Oh, no? that's the end. that's like the pun at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, because he gets bigger. Because he gets bigger, smaller, smaller. 
Yeah. He keeps getting smaller. Keeps getting yeah. It's like a the yeah. incredible shrinking Cena. The incredible shrinking Cena is there what it go. is. Yeah. Later he's just wrestling mice and then ants. Yeah. And then he's like wrestling an amoeba. He just can't <laughs> stop wrestling. He can't stop wrestling. There, it's in his heart. It's what causes him to shrink. With the wrestling? The wrestling. The only way he could stop shrinking like and get back to normal Cena, size is to stop You've wrestling. gotta stop wrestling. I can't, coach. It's in my blood. <laughs> that's it's who I am. I like how that's how we think he talks. Because I have no idea. I don't think I've ever heard his voice. I've only oh, ever yeah. heard No, wait, that's not his voice. He, no, no he shrinks Savage. so much he meets Randy Savage. He meets the ghost of Randy Savage? Because he's small. Are ghosts Are ghosts small? Tiny? Have you ever seen one? I haven't. That does That's explain the orbs. Small. Like all of those uh, orbs inside photos and stuff that people are like, these are ghosts. You mean, you mean dust? No, I mean orbs. Orbs. Bill, dust. are you listening to I me? I don't know what an, what I, mean an orb I have done, the, I've gone to the photos and taken the pictures of. You've taken ghost pictures? I have. Yeah. With a microscope? How'd you know? No, no, I went two separate nights and actually tested this crap. Yeah. No, orbs are crap. They are dust and or pollen in the air. The or, I, oh, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Ghosts. No, the reason I say this is uh-huh. because uh, the night before, we did two, two consecutive nights. The first night, it was, you know, it was a summer night and it was at an old abandoned, sort of abandoned, I think they actually relocated the graves and built houses there. <laughs> No, uh-huh. they re- no, they, no they now just, they've uh, got a poltergeist. No, that no, this, sounds really familiar. So Bill. hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, they were the 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 headstones were still there. I think the graves were still there. As a bunch a family that died, but within also the course, houses. No, not yet. No, I mean, that's a different part of the story. Okay. Uh, within like two years of us doing this, they actually picked like I think relo- I hope relocated the graves because they built a subdivision over it. Uh-huh. But this family all died within the course of like two or three years. All Wait. of them. After they built the suburbs? No, this is no. This is where the grave. The oh. graveyard was from like the early 1900s, late 1800s. Uh uh-huh. And so we're like going around there, and I was like, okay, picture, take a picture of headstones, take a picture of everything around there. And I, you know, I processed the pictures, and yeah, there were orbs. Sure. Uh-huh. I said, okay, well, that night it rained. Uh huh. And so, I was like, hey guys, let's go back again. Is the air? I've turned into Christopher Walken. That's what I thought too. <laughs> I've been hey possessed. Guys, let's go back again because I want to see if there are more orbs. I can't do. It. Anyway, I so I took. I went and took another set of pictures the, the next night in a muddy space. And the funny thing was, is like uh, our friend drove his car all the way out into the muddy area, and it was really muddy because it poured down hard the night before. And it was starting to pour again, too, because it was a second night of storms. And he got stuck. And the people who own the property, I think, saw his car in the field and said, oh, trespassers called the police. The police had to come out. We're trying to push the car out. The police got, they didn't even give us tickets or anything. They just said, get to the photo. They just said, get out of there. And and it turned out, this is funny, because it turned out, first, my friend whose car got stuck in the mud, he left his parking brake on. Nice. This is before the cops show up. And two, he had it in neutral the whole time. <laughs> he would have gotten out. Like, so he had two things working against him. He would have gotten out of their way sooner. No, the cops, uh, this, is, this is back when I was in high school. So this is like forever ago. 
uh, so police showed up and they're like, they helped pull his car out and they said, now you boys, y'all stop looking for the ghosts. And they sent us on our way. So they knew. They knew. They knew. Anyway, so I, I after all, said, all that got said and done, we, we gave my friend a really hard time for that because it's supposed to be like, it's this field, there's like, it's like, it's actually surrounded on almost all sides by houses and all that. So it really wasn't that strange to go out there because kids would do that all the time. But uh, anyway, so I got to the photos. <laughs> and, and how many ghosts? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. No orbs at all. Uh-huh. Now, what was fascinating, and I still have these photos somewhere in JPEG form. Like, granted, they're like, they're like two megapixels and all that. And I'm, and I, I'm con- fairly convinced it was just photo aberration nonsense. Yeah. So no Swamp orbs. Cash. Yeah, maybe. But the so the first night, lots of orbs, lots of dust in the air. Yeah. Second night, no dust in the air, no orbs. But there were two photos that were really weird. One had a full torso of a apparition? man standing next to me. Yeah. A full torso of a apparition. apparition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, there was like. Uh, a sort of like S curve glowing line, kind of like, like a like almost like there was a big tall copper wire sticking up out of the ground, and it glowed. It was like like the flasher was reacting with it, but and there was also like five or six f- additional fading ones that kind of went off into the distance. And being the Photoshop guru I was at that time, I duplicated and tried to see if it was like if it line up and it was like some kind of artifact. Maybe there was like a bug that flew up out of the ground or something, and it got caught in the lens or something. Mm-hmm. But the 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 multiple wires, I'm calling them little line, uh, light lines, they didn't match up. Like it wasn't a matter of like my camera catching oddly when I was moving or something. Yeah, they didn't match up, and so they they it was definitely like six things moving at once. And so I thought that was kind of weird. I, it didn't I mean it didn't scream ghost to me, but I was like, what's that all about? And then there was one other photo that had like this black ball. That was not like in lens like you see with those stupid orb pictures. Mm-hmm. It was just like completely black ball that was just on the ground and didn't cast a shadow or anything, but it was behind a piece of like a tuft of grass. And so the tuft of grass was going up in front of it. As, so it wasn't like a film error because no, it still caught the grass. Right. It caught something in front of it. And I have no idea to this day what that was. And well, that was the one that we were Because the first one I just tried to say was bugs or something. The second one, I don't know what it was. It looked like it was like a little bowling ball that like was just like a black hole, but it wasn't a photo error because there was something in front of it that was in focus and worked. It sounds like we need to go on a ghost adventure. Ghost adventure. <laughs> so I had to Google ghost orb images because I've never even heard of this. You ever heard of ghost orbs? Yeah, and it looks like all of these were captured with a flash photography. Yeah, that's the trick. It's very you do it. sus- suspect. Yeah, so the I mean, way the only way you're going to get photos of the ghost orbs is if the flash bounces off their tiny little bodies. <laughs> right? You get a little John Cena in your, in yeah, your photo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. Ha- the thing is, I'm not opposed to the idea of ghosts because whatever. Uh-huh. Um, we can have the, the, that discussion another time. But I do think that ghost hunters... Or people who's like, it's a ghost in the photo. Yeah. They're are complete frauds. Not necessarily just frauds. <laughs> there are people, there are definitely people they, who do frauds. Some are frauds. Some are self-delusional. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. I think the people who 
put out like orbs and photos. Yeah, I guess it to be a fraud, you'd have to be like knowingly deceiving people. Yeah. But if you truly thought like what you were doing was real and you're just like an idiot. Yes. Yeah. And that's right. the thing about orbs is they're so clearly pe- like pe- specks of dust or pollen that the light gets bounced off the flash. Mm-hmm. And if anyone, if you know anything about photography, you know what a bokeh depth of field effect is when you have something in like like light passing through a pinhole or if you have you know a little pin light of of reflection uh-huh. and it's not in focus you get that sort of like that lenticular ring around it and it's like kind of darker on the inside or takes on certain shapes based on your your uh uh your shutter yeah if you know anything about this you already know that this is just full of crap and yet it does a disservice to that whole concept because there are websites dedicated to, I found a nerve! Uh-huh. Well, there's also websites dedicated to chemtrails. So. Yeah, I, is, is uh, TimeCube down? I think it's gone now. TimeCube? I think TimeCube's finally gone. I haven't looked recently. Yeah. Well, it usually doesn't update with anything worth you know looking at when it was around. <laughs> TimeCube uh, is gone. It's the second thing that came up when I Googled it. No. Well... There you go. Well, Sad day. The smartest human has given up on us. <laughs> well. Dr. Gene Ray. Yeah. Something, you know. Maybe it was like seeing Trump run for president or something in that. Uh, um, anyway. No, I yeah. think you'd be a fan of him because Trump is clearly educated stupid. Oh, no, wait. He, Opposite he, of educated he, stupid. He didn't like educated stupid. He believes in the, the simultaneous force. No, he's, well, he's very not educated stupid, I think, maybe. He's uneducated. Very uneducated smart. Very uneducated smart. <laughs> um, yes. But anyway, not to get on a soapbox about that, but yeah, it's like, I, you know, if you're going to do research in this stuff, be educated about it so that when you present an argument or findings, you, let, you know, it's less likely to go into the pile of crap. <laughs> There's a junk yeah. pile. I, I'm more of a fan of the idea of ghosts and... I'm in one of those positions where, like, I'm very entertained by, like, the prospect of ghosts, but I don't have any, like, I don't have any reason to believe that they, like, exist in the way that, like, they are presented, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so, like, like, I I would be immensely, like, um interested in like going to a place that is said to be haunting and like experience a haunting like i would be fascinated by that they have that stuff here in dallas you can stay in the house in the back of my yard is it haunted i don't know it looks haunted. no there might just be a guy in there but you know well yeah it definitely looks haunted but it also looks like full of not ghosts and by and and just like things that like could hurt me actually uh so it's, it's just a, it's so, so there's very meth. real danger as opposed to a fabricated danger yeah it's not a, it's yeah. not a real ghost it's just a meth head right <laughs> it's just some transient you know running around <laughs> okay here's a question are people do people that believe in ghosts think they are actually harmful or is that just i think it depends on the ghost so okay so some ghosts are harmful and others are well just yeah it depends it depends on the spirit yeah, like it, 
from what I've seen from the people who think that they're are they're being haunted, like it depends. It very much depends on like who it is and why they're stuck there. Yeah, it boils down to having seen some documentaries. I'll call them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah we'll call them that. We'll call them that. <laughs> it it usually boils down to if it's a ghost, you can usually reason with them. Not in any meaningful way, not have like a dialogue or anything. It's like, it's a go to my grandma. And grandma's chill. She'll be like, oh, Billy, you locked your keys in the house again. And then like your deadbolt come unlocked. You're like, grandma, thanks. And I that's, don't need that's that because I've got a keyless entry to my house now. Well, I don't well, think your ghost is going to know how to use that. Yeah. Well, that's fine because I know how to use it. Well, anyway, so there's, there's good <sighs> ghosts. There's playful ghosts, which tends to be like, a child died in this house. And then yeah. you'll have like, like if you have a, like a ball or something, it'll like bounce down your hallway. It's like, oh my god! But it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't hurt you. It's just kid. Like I just want to play ball. Yeah, I mean it could hurt you if you step on it in the middle of the night. And yeah, fall and then the ghosts feel really bad. But it might like might scroll. I'm sorry. In like the fog of your mirror when yeah. you take a shower. Sorry, sorry about that one. Yeah, so, my bad. Hey, hey. Uh, sorry about that. And then you have like vengeful spirits, which be like, you know, like old lady died and she was like. She hated the the neighborhood, or she like my daughter is dead to me, and then she gurks, yeah. and then you get like you know mischievous and angry ghosts, but you know typically you can see, like put some salt on your windows and they go away or something is what the shows tend to say, but then you start after that that's when you start getting like poltergeists or or like you know the extra dimensional like demons or something like that. Yeah, those things and those those make for the good almost, television. Yeah, they're almost always like violent or trying to do harm or something. Yeah, and and if you're really not careful, they say they can jump houses or something. Like uh, if you like, we'll follow you to your your, your new home. Yeah, like some of the the documentaries. Yes, I've seen. Uh, <laughs> are yeah, like they follow an individual. Yeah, you know, and and. Uh, and not necessarily like are stuck for for like no reason or I uh, kind of yeah yeah like it, they're I don't it, know, it they're varies dicks, wildly with, according to the according to the That's story the thing they're telling is, there there's really no like rhyme or reason to some of those things and it's just kind of like why like hey why do you keep carving like like words into my arm you know when I'm asleep <laughs> it's not even meaningful words it's just like candy yeah do you want candy yeah. See that this whole thing makes that even like more dubious. No, it's like, like it's like super... this like weird fabricated lore. It's a, I feel like the alien conspiracies have a much more together lore. For all we those, know, they could those be crazies. Aliens. I think have a better. I've seen signs. Yeah, no, it's a. I, granted, the UFO conspiracy theories, which I've also watched documentaries on, are much <laughs> more cohesive in their narrative. Yes. Uh, well, it's because it's easy to have an echo chamber, and you have you actually have like a villain you can set up with those. Yeah, and, and the like clear villains, like the government. Well, sure, but also like in some cases the villain like is the alien, but sometimes they're not, and and it's easier to like when you see, especially on the internet nowadays, like to hear a story and then also like replicate pieces of that story in your own like story to get coverage or whatever. So that it, oh, wow, like their story sounds a lot like this other guy's story. 
Yeah. It's only a and little bit different, it but it's so much better. Like they've narrative. got a whole taxonomy of aliens. Oh yeah, that's right? true. Like, like well, they've yeah. got the they've got the Greys and they've got the uh, Nordics, the Nordics, and the uh, Zeta Reticulans, who are the reptilians. Yeah, the reptilians and, and the, rept- the those are the bad guys, right? Like the Nordics uh, the, are the good the, guys. Nordics are the good guys, is what they say. Yeah, the Greys are kind of bad guys but they're kind of they're, they're kind more, of but they're, they're like the kidnappers they're right? no well sort yes. of. they abduct but they don't kidnap they, well, they, they they're the butt probes right but they're the abductors they're, they're, the, they're bad guys they're the probers the they're the abductors and they're the ones that are trying to make a human alien hybrid species yeah but the reptilians are just assholes yeah and, and they're the ones that like mutilate cows and stuff and they, but they also they the when the grays are being bad People say they're working for the reptilians. See, this is already a much better lore than <laughs> it's, like, it's like. Yeah, you've got like Game of Thrones and, and yeah. conflict and stuff. And there's like other ones too, but yeah, those that's the that, big. Those three. are kind of the yeah the, the big yeah, three. The big three. Um, and they're all bipedal with two hands, two eyes, and a mouth. Well, kind of a mouth. The greys don't really have one. They, the they don't. They don't actually. They've got the slit, but they don't actually use. They it. can only eat olives. They. they <laughs> so it's like a Halloween mask. Kind of, yeah. yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> why do you think they want to clone us? It's <laughs> It's just like, I can only eat olives. <laughs> and that's why they... Or oysters. They, they just they, like slide the oyster goo down their... They have oh, these, like, straw. little spirit straws for coffee yeah. because they can't get the coffee cup. Yeah. 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 Well, and that explains why they're trying to get... Uh, our DNA. Our DNA. So they so can we have bigger mouths. Get our big, giant yaps. Yeah. They we won't. need your ape mouth for our eating pleasure. <laughs> but that's like, <laughs> but that's great too because like they're trying to like. Why were you doing a Rob Schneider impression? Huh? That was a Rob Schneider impression. Yeah, I think so. I, I like. He's how been so many things. Yeah. That was you know? Rob Schneider. He's the manimal. The manimal. Yeah. The manimal. Did does he say ple- pleasure in a really gross way in some movie? Yeah, Deuce Bigelow. I want to say. I. Don't male gigolo. Think. No, I have seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> brought back pain. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's that's interesting that they're trying to make a a human like an alien human. Like, that's very like future sighted as far as like a race of intelligent beings go because they're like we want our future generations to be better off, so we're yeah. going to give them like mouths that they can eat food with. Right, and yeah. it's like maybe they turned into those like gray, featureless beings out of just like incessant inbreeding or something. Like maybe they used to look like the Nordics or the reptiles, and then it was just like over time they well, got like more and more well, like you know where no the, chin. You know where the grays supposedly come from, right? The future is it human Pop- future? Popular future. Popular theory is there us from the future coming back to take our healthy DNA. Oh, okay. So it's like the fringe. Yeah. Yeah. Us from the future. So time travel's real, is what you're saying. Yes. And that's why, and they don't actually go very far. Into the past? No, in, in space. Oh, yeah. Which answers, because I was like, how can I go so far? And the guy's like, they don't. They're, they're time travel. So are, are, the, are the lizard men, like, just, like, the alternate dimension, like Mario Brothers movie? Yes. Where the... Yes. That's that's a theory. Yes. That is a theory, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Monkey. 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 <laughs> uh, no, the theory. They all look like Dennis Hopper. <laughs> One of the theories is they come from another dimension that co- is co-located with ours. Another theory 
is the the reptilians come from inside the earth. Oh yeah, they're the subterraneans. Yeah, the subterraneans. Another theory is they are from outer space, but they hang out on the dark side of the moon. I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, that they have like, cool they have a base on the dark side of the moon is what a lot of people say. And they say that, and like, that's why we stopped going to the moon because we ran. That's what they say. That is exactly what they say. And they, there's like something like there's some audio clip of some astronaut. I don't even know if it's if it's authentic, but it's like uh-huh. it's like well, and then he's like talking. I was like, well, they're over there on the other side of the crater. They know we're here. Wasn't there like a horror movie based yes. on like actual yeah. footage yeah, from Apollo, the Apollo sixteen missions? or something? Or no, yeah, it wasn't based on actual footage. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like actual on, found footage. Not movie. like actual yeah. like footage, but like actual like like dialogue that was transmitted. No, there is a like it might be Apollo seventeen or there's whatever. yeah Apollo sixteen or whatever it was. It might be on like Netflix. It was on Netflix. I watched it. And, oh, uh, was it good? No. Wait. Chicken. <laughs> Not on any level. Chicken club. It was something. It it, it wasn't the worst found footage movie because at one point I watched through every found footage movie that was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh and and that one wasn't the worst. It wasn't very good. It didn't really do the found footage conceit very well at all. But also it was uh uh space crabs. Like uh, the the enemy was like rock shaped crab spiders. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, that's not scary. Rock lobster. Yeah, that's just that's just like unfortunate delicious. Because if there's like unfortunate delicious, yeah, it's like it's like okay, if you go in like if you go swim in Alaskan waters and you try to like bare hand catch a snow crab, uh-huh. you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, they should have brought like lemon slices and butter, and they could have they could have fought back. Get a claw cracker, yeah. you're in business on the moon. Business on the moon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Th- so was so there a th- good found footage movie and all of that? So, uh, okay. I've only seen one I, found footage movie I thought was good, and that's Chronicle. I Okay, so that was one that wasn't the on there. Trouble one? No. no. That's the one where that's kids... Primer. That's one. That's one, the one where kids like find like this meteor from spaceship thing. They touch it, they all have nosebleeds, and then they get superpowers. So it's like Meteor Man? Yes. You ever watch Meteor Man? Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's like that. Kind of. Yeah. But they only have to touch footage. it once. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so yeah, in all of my findings, or all of my research, I'll call it, um, the one that, okay, the one that held the conceit the best is still Blair Witch Project. That one definitively, top to bottom, is like the one that maintains the aspects of it being found footage. And like everything about it is is like true to that form of doing things, right? Like they have two cameras. Uh, one was a black and white camera. One was a color camera. Right? Yeah. And one was actually, one or one of them was film and one was VHS or something like that. And then... They only had one sound guy. And that's the part that really got me because um, they actually play with that perspective of sound. And um, it, and it really pays off at the end of the movie uh, where uh, they're in a house and because uh, they, they've 
they've lost, they've gotten lost out in the woods um, because they're idiots and they don't know how to use a compass. But or a map or, or a map. They don't know how to use a compass or a map. They're stupid. But anyway, they get lost in the in the woods and they find this abandoned house and they're walking around in it at night because that's what you do, you know. Um, so and then they end up getting chased by the witch or whatever. And um, which also they never show the witch, which is great. But they uh, they're, so they're running throughout and like at one point. Like one of the guys is like down in the basement and he just gets he gets taken out. And so his camera is like on the ground. But that's also the sound guy. Right. That was the guy with the mic. And so the rest of like the only audio you hear from that point is from the perspective of the mic in the basement. And meanwhile, it's cutting between footage from the basement, which is now a camera on the ground and footage of somebody else like with the other camera running around through the house. And you can hear the, the tone of their voice and it like reverberating throughout the house, like as they're moving around. And so it's like, oh man, like these two things of footage are actually in sync. And the audio that you're hearing from the basement, it matches the, the visuals of the person like running up upstairs and is like getting down to him. And as he gets down through and like gets into the cellar, like his voice becomes clearer and stuff. And I was like, that's cool. Like that was cool filmmaking, you know, but that's really the only time they do that. But it's also like, the uh, the aspect ratios and the film quality and stuff matched the formats that they were using to film stuff because almost every other found footage movie is like we're on VHS or we're on some kind of like Sony Handycam and they embed the LCD readouts into the video. And I'm like, no, it, it only shows that on the display. I cannot wait for the found cell phone footage movie. That is recorded entirely from selfie sticks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think you've like I, spoken see, it into being with yeah, that statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Outlier, maybe, but I just foretold the future. <laughs> but visionary, absolutely. Yes. Outlier, <laughs> maybe. Visionary, yep. Yeah. This guy. Oh man. Who's got I, two thumbs is making that movie now? I feel like there's gonna be a new Milo and Otis style movie where the GoPro is strapped to a dog's head, and it's just entirely the dog's point of view of a movie. But the it'll dog. be like that hardcore Henry movie where it's all first person. There you go. But it's first person from the dog's perspective. And all, mm-hmm. all it is is just a dog licking its junk all day. There'll be a lot of scenes that like cut that way. It's, it's like you see the cut, head. You there'll be the like a dog ball. There'll be like dog licking balls cut to then somebody comes in the house and he walks in and hears them like fighting. And about. runs up and goes and licks the guy. He's like, you're home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I just vomit. Like, <laughs> in my seat. I can't take that. He, he can't handle it. No. It's no. like, I know where your tongue's been. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. I don't like even looking at dog licking people face. And, and then uh, the worst thing is like, whenever they like, they start also like opening their mouth and like licking the dog lick. It's like, oh, who's licking the dog? Ew, so they like French the dog? Yeah, have you not seen back? that? No, they do. Like, some people do that in like TV shows. Those movies people are, and stuff. those people are weird. Who no? And no one appreciates you that. You close your, you close all of your head holes and turn them away from the dog if he starts to lick at your head. That's what you do. Well, what you do is you don't get your head down far enough to where the dog. Sometimes you get shot with a dart and you can't move your limbs. And you've just got to take it. That never happens 
That's a phrase <laughs> that I never want to hear. <laughs> you, you because I think at that point, dog licking your face was probably the least disgusting thing that happened to you. That's not okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't think dogs licking your face quite stack up to that. Yeah. But I mean, if that's all that happened, that's very weird. And that's... that's <laughs> Well, no, that's definitely somebody's fetish. But that's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was you might have shot yourself with the dart. <laughs> so wait, why do you have the dart? Who were you trying to shoot with the dart? Coyotes. Coyotes. Why do you want to tranquilize them to safely get them back to the forest? Where do you? This is what farm living has done to him. Clearly. <laughs> He's a terrible farmer. Yeah. <laughs> but my face did not get licked by dogs. Not coyotes. And not your face. No. Ugh. Um. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what. Doom was good. I think. I think. And we're, ghosts. Sometimes I, you had to defend yourself from four feet of Cena. <laughs> Well, my optimism just sets me up for pain. <laughs> yes. Um, I oh. think, are, should we? Are we, is this, I think, are, are we, we done? done? Are we done? If you want to send your emails about... Um, found footage found, movies. Your opinions of found footage movies or... I don't know. Something about John Cena... <laughs> Send us your, your John, send us your best John Cena gifts. Or send us your send us a clip of what you think John Cena sounds like. Um without actually knowing. Or who what he is. you think four feet of John Cena would make as a movie or TV show. Who would you cast as the love interest in Four Feet of John Cena? Is Four Feet of Cena oh. a talk show where he's just lost his limbs below the knee? Ah. Or he must stay four feet away from everyone at all times. <laughs> Forced like, to have a, a larger personal bubble than he's comfortable with. <laughs> Don't step within four feet of Cena. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the longer, that's like the in parentheses. Don't step within and then four feet of Cena. And it's like, yeah, just a very like lenient restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot allow children within four feet of Cena. <laughs> Not since. Well, they will be wrestled and. And Not since crushed. the toy aisle incident. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Too many children crushed beneath the weight of Cena. The tiny Cena. Is he still tiny? He's, well, he's four, <laughs> if he's four feet tall. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were still sticking with that. <laughs> I think it's a given. I think it's important. Yeah, it's important that Cena's four feet tall. But not four feet tall... But four feet tall and maintains his proportions. It's like not, he's not, yeah. he's right. not an amputee. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. just a smaller Cena. So four feet of Cena can't be just like a snail race where you just it watch. Can't be, it can't be. Where you be, watch like a handful of snails like race across his body. It can't be Dorf does Cena or whatever that is. Dorf yeah. does Cena. Yeah. Nobody who listens to this is going to understand Dorf, I don't think. Uh, um, that was just it, one of those. Like, the outlier. Who, you don't who know. Who paid money? To order those videos from the television set. Uh, I don't know. So, like, Tim Conway fans. Like, that's it. 
you know. Wasn't that was that Tim Conway? Was it? I don't know. It must I the elderly. That's my answer. That's who bought old the people. Videos. Yeah. Or like your cousin that thought you would think it was funny. <laughs> or well, no, I guess that's still elderly people. I was or gonna say you your grandma. Just so that, you could put it on YouTube. That thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> you bought it to to store it forever on, <clears throat> on the internet. Yeah, it yes. was like it was like a terrible wedding present or something like that. It's a white elephant. Uh, yeah. There you go. Just give your. It's all. It's also that DVD what? that just keeps. Why showing is up. white elephant a bad gift? That would be an awesome gift. That's like the kind of thing that Prince would like give as a gift or something. Like here, an actual white elephant. Like that sounds like an amazing gift. Like hard to find and expensive. Why is that always like the bad gift? I think this is what you choose to care about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why is that phrase the thing? I don't know the etymology of white elephant. I, like, I don't know where that came from. You, you could look it up. I, I only found out about it like when I was in grade school I, and I won some pogs or something. I always thought white yeah. elephant had to do more with like, you know, you see pink elephants when you're drunk. And you see white elephants when you get a bad gift. I thought you were gonna say you see white elephants when you do coke. <laughs> Maybe you do. Yeah, I thought some kind of drug was gonna come into play there. Oh. Uh well the bad gift could be a bad trip. Yeah. It seems like you'd be more appropriate to call it like a tube sock party or something like that. Fruitcake party? Fruitcake gift? Yeah. Tube sock party. Is a very different thing, I think. That yeah. makes me think of like a I'm gonna bet that's a way a somewhere. way less wardrobe restricted toga party, <laughs> like a Red Hot Chili Peppers themed party. Uh, everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you looking it up? Uh, maybe, but maybe that's where that phrase comes from, because then it would kind of look like a trunk, you know. <laughs> What? Oh, well, okay. So I looked it up. Uh, Wikipedia says a white elephant is a possession which its owner cannot dispose of and whose cost, particularly that of maintenance, is out of proportion to its usefulness. Um, so it seems like it's some kind of like impractical um, thing that you can't get rid of or something like that. An impractical thing that you can't. Yeah, it's like if someone gave you like a, a sick three-legged dog, you have to keep taking care of it, and it doesn't do you a lot of good. Yeah, but you so, also can't give it away because, well, it was a gift. Yeah, so the thing is, it's just like uh, it's just it's like something that's useless or obnoxious to, to own, and so that's why, that's why, because it's not that like because you personally think it's think it would be rad. And you name it like White Stampy or something, but uh huh, um, yeah, <laughs> White Stampy just sounds racist. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but but I guess because it, it, it does originate from like Thailand or something like that. The the phrase, but anyway, that's that's what it is. Like it's 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 a it's some kind of burden that you that you want to get rid of that's not valuable. And so that's why it's a white elephant gift exchange because 
everybody just brings crap typically. And they're like, here, you're stuck with this now. <laughs> here's my pocket lint and a Ziploc. Here, here's a thing full of pogs. The same pogs. A thing full of pogs. I've waited 20 years for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did the math. I saw it. My best one was every Fast and the Furious movie on DVD. So that'd be amazing. Up to the point that there was only there was only like four or five of them at that point. But it's in full screen format. So uh, it was in found footage format. <laughs> they just stuck a record symbol on the thing. <laughs> it's all it was all just Chinese bootlegs that were recorded from the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um yeah. okay. I think we've gone All right. long enough. We've gone enough. Gone long enough. We've gone long enough. I never actually said what the email address is. The email address is podcast at com. If you want to send us emails, there's an email address. Um, and that was it. There was, uh, there's still the possibility we could have a Twitter account. There is. Who's getting on that? Was that you? Phil... I has said I he would do it. To do it, he said he would do it a couple of times, and he's never done it. I threatened to do it. I might do it. You don't want me to do it because then I'll just tweet any damn thing that I think of. Do you have a Twitter? No. No, wait, I do, and then I never used it. So, what? Well, why? What would make this one different? Yeah, it sounds right up your alley. Yeah, if you would tweet any damn thing you think of, that'll be that. That would make it tweet and draw attention. <laughs> It sounds like you might be more appropriate. That sounds terrifying. I don't think you want to... I don't know. If I, if I have to start doing it, it's going to be weird. Here's the thing, though. We record ourselves every once in a while, and the stuff that actually gets up there is a lot of you just saying anything you want. Yeah. So really, it sounds like in theme with the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like if I did if I, if I didn't want to release like like things you would say out into the public, <laughs> I wouldn't be recording them. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, that would be a good platform for me to like tweet all of the uh all of the like rap mu- rap music titles for our Ocarina for for our our Legend of Zelda themed rap album called Ocarina of Rhyme. Yes. We yeah. we came up with a lot of titles. Yeah, there was actually an, uh, like a disturbing amount of titles. Like I ran out of like of like rap knowledge that I could throw out, and I, I started like looking up other rap themed things to like that I could use as uh, yeah yeah. That's how desperate I got to, for like making new rap names was I started doing research on rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you go West Coast or East Coast? A little bit of both. <gasps> Mix, it up, both. Mix it up. Yeah. Best title, so I, I still think, was Fight the Triforce of Power. You thought that was the best one? Well, what would you think was the best one? Let me look, let me look back over it. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to review. That was a pretty good one, though. I think you just like that because of the um, Do the Right Thing tie-in. <laughs> Link just throws a barrel through the armor shop. Uh, N- Notorious Biggeron was good. Okay, so I'll just... Oh, 99 Sculptulas. Yeah, 99, uh. 99 Sculptulas. 
That was funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't honestly know enough about rap to do that. I can't, I, I can't remember about eight, and then I had to start Googling rap titles. I just... Yeah, I did. Uh, I There was Straight Outta Gerudo Valley, and you put Gerudo's Paradise. <laughs> oh. And that's when I had to look up, are they called Gerudo's? <laughs> and it turns out, yes. 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 They are, they are Gerudo. Yes. Yeah. When you say them, I'm like, oh, I get it. But right. I, I couldn't come up with those on my own. I know nothing of rap. <laughs> well, okay. It's fine. We could come up with, uh, what's, a, what's a genre of music that you are more familiar with? I challenge that conceit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Movie soundtracks. That's what I'm familiar Disney with. Disney music. Movie. Disney music. Disney soundtracks. I I only know music from like early to late 90s Disney animated films specifically I don't listen to anything that's not sung by the cast of Land Before Time oh god (laughs) trick that's trick there's only one of them singing in Land Before Time yeah because there's only one of them (laughs) you deny the 17 others and then sing along they are literally at 17 are they? Something like that. That's that's. Awful. I'm not even making that number up. Um, that's awful. And on that note, on that note, uh, we should we should call it. Um, yes. So uh, so the name of this episode is Four Feet of Cena. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Four Feet of Cena. Anything that makes you like stop breathing is probably what ends up being the title. Yeah. There you go. I think that's a pretty good metric. Yeah. yeah. yeah.